Welcome to London Riverside Church Podcast. We hope you have a great day. Sit back, relax and enjoy. Well, good morning. It is great to be in the house of the Lord this morning. How many just sense the presence of God here today? I know I do. Don't you have amazing pastors today? Oh, come on, you do. And if you don't, you don't know how blessed you are because I, I, I mean, I'm a little biased, but when you get to lift your hands in the presence of the Lord and be free, that, that's a good day. Amen? Amen. It is great to be with you this morning, and I bring you greetings from Watoto Church today. Are there any Ugandans in the house this morning? No? No? Oh, Jumbo, brother. Great to see you. Um, we, we are a local church, as you know, based in um, Kampala, Uganda. Now has, we have 14 campuses all around Uganda and one in Juba in South Sudan. And God is doing amazing things. Uh, Watoto is an assemblies church. So I, I feel like I'm home today being at London Riverside. You know, we are, we're, we're family today. We really, really are. And God, by his spirit, is doing an amazing thing across the nations. And I want to encourage you today that, that when God works in your life missionally, he gives you a prophetic imagination to believe for the exceedingly abundantly more, even more than you could ever dare to ask or even imagine. Because God gives his prophetic imagination that begins to transform streets and transform neighborhoods and transform communities. How many are thankful that the Lord has transformed your life this morning? And let me tell you, he takes us from glory to glory. So God gives us a prophetic imagination. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done is where we begin to press in and lean into what God has for our lives. Some of you, how many of you know about Watoto this morning? There's some, how many of you have said, I have never, ever heard about Watoto? Do we have any? Oh, we got some hands. What does Watoto mean? Watoto is a Swahili word that means the children. Turn neighbor and say children. Children. God, we know that God has a heart for children. Even in the ministry of Jesus, how many times do we see that Jesus specifically raises young people from difficult situations? He, he raises a young woman for the dead. God's heart is always inclined to those that sometimes would be in the margins of life or in society. We see, we see that God has a heart for those that sometimes in our world and in the natural way would would never look at. You know, James 1.27 makes this declaration, and oftentimes I think of James, half-brother of Jesus. He was probably in that upper room, filled with the Holy Spirit, and under the inspiration of God, communicates this to us in the Word of God. James 1.27, religion that God our Father accepts as pure and faultless is this to look after orphans and widows in their distress and to keep oneself from being polluted by the world. Life in the Greco-Roman world was hard. 
It was hard if you were on the margins. There was maybe a 5% Roman elite, but beyond that, if you were vulnerable, life was hard if you were an orphan. Life was very hard if you were a widow. It was hard in Greco-Roman times, but it was even hard uh, before that. We see in Psalm 146, verses 3 to 9, we see the Word of God tell us, Do not put your trust in princes and human beings who cannot save. When their spirits depart, they return to the ground. On that very day, their plans come to nothing. Blessed are those whose help is the God of Jacob, whose hope, turn neighbor and say hope, Hope. whose hope is in the Lord their God. He is the maker of heaven and earth, the sea and everything in them. He remains faithful forever. He upholds the cause of the oppressed and gives food to the hungry. The Lord sets the prisoners free. The Lord gives sight to the blind. The Lord lifts up those who out bow down the Lord loves the righteous the Lord watches over the foreigner and sustains the fatherless and the widow but he frustrates the ways of the wicked Isaiah 1 17 prophetic imagination learn to do right seek justice defend the oppressed Take up the cause of the fatherless. Plead the cause of the widow. All throughout the word of God, we see that God's people are called to turn their eyes to those that the world may pass by. Watoto, a local church starting in Kampala in 1984 in the midst of civil war. My wife's grandparents were with the founding pastors at that time, Pastor Gary and Marilyn Skinner. Pastor Gary had much longer hair in those days. But life was not easy in Kampala in those days. But God was faithful, and they began to go on a journey as a local church where God began to speak into the hearts that they were called to to celebrate Christ, but to care for community. And so in 1994, they began to care for community in a greater way and a greater impact than I believe they could have ever imagined. Started with some children in the midst of an AIDS crisis. At that time, the world's greatest AIDS crisis that left two million orphans under the age of 16 with hardly any living relatives. Poverty had ravaged the land, but the church, and thank the Lord for his church. When Jesus said, I will build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. God is true to his promises. God is true to his word. They began to rise up as a local church and, and place children in families. Children like you saw a little bit earlier on that video Children like Lillian, children like Patience and Patricia that had no living. The church began to be the people of God to their community, beginning to open homes and villages were built and, and, and vulnerable women that maybe had one child 
They, they found a home together, and you can see those homes at Watoto. In fact, probably some of you have contributed to build some of those homes over the years where a mother will have children, and a children will have a mother forever. God spoke an, an African solution to an African problem and began to transform lives. Where today now, over 5,000 children have been raised up. But God's imagination for community didn't stop there. God's imagination, his kingdom come, his will be done, did not stop in our Watoto villages. It went into our neighborhoods where today 1,000 women in, in the slums of Uganda, Kampala, where they estimate 400,000 women with children living on less than one pound a day. Do you know what the church says? The church says no to that and says there's a hope and a future for everybody. And as a church now, we engage with 1,000 women and over a three-year period, educating them. And then at the end, granting a resource to say, here's your business plan. Go for it. The business plan that you've developed and worked on. And we have now seen 3,000 women graduate through that program who are now sending their kids to school, who are now able to provide for their family and keep them together. Is God good or what? And they've got dreams today. And when the choir comes, they make all the merchandise. Wow. And you can see their, their names sewn on to the elephants and to the lions that they make. It's incredible. You know, we had a pastor from London up in Chingford. I know that's Tottenham Hotspur territory, so I hope that's okay to say today. But he went down and uh, we took him down to, to see what God's doing in, in our Watoto neighborhood. And and he went into a home, and, and, and this lady had, was just about to begin the program, so she hadn't transitioned to, to a home yet. Her kids hadn't yet gone to school, and he went in to, to meet her, and he, he pastors here in the city, and there's great need in this city. And he went in, and his, he's married to a Zimbabwean wife, and he had seen poverty in Africa before, but nothing could prepare him for what he encountered when he met Miracle. So he went in to meet with Miracle, and and she had just lost her baby four days previously. There was no electricity in her home. It was very simple. All she had was the emergency supplies that Watoto had just given her. And she went in, he went in to see her, and he thought she was about 49, 47 years of age, and she'd had a baby in lockdown, and her husband had left her, and she was completely at risk. It, it's tough not just in Greco-Roman times, but it can be tough in the world today. It can be tough in things that we experience. And he went in and he heard her story and, and the tears welled up in Pastor David's heart as he began to, to talk to her. And she said, could you pray for me? And so he began to pray for her and she began to say that she's 27 years of age. She had looked almost 20 years older than what Dave would have pictured her life to be. Sometimes life isn't easy. But I know that in three years, miracle will be a living miracle. Because people have come alongside of her and confidence is growing. And 
She's going to be a woman that walks in the destiny that God has for her life because that's what we do as a local church, isn't it? We're, we celebrate Jesus, but we care for one another because she's just not going through a program. She's part of a, a small group at Watoto Church that's going to be praying with her and walking with her and encouraging her and cheering her on. We celebrate Jesus at Watoto, but we care for community. They're not just part of a program. They're part of, of, of a family to belong to. Miracle is part of that family now that her small group is embracing her into a new life that she has with Jesus. I believe that the local church carries hope because we live under the mighty name of Jesus. We are givers and releasers of hope today. So we've rescued 3,000 children, and now not only do they go around the world, but children grow up too, don't they? <laughs> they don't just go with the choir to nations. They grow and I want to show a video this morning today because we rescue. But Watoto is also committed as a local church to raise leaders for the next generation. So there's a young man. I wish he could have been here with me today. His name is Gerald. I call him young, but he's 32. <laughs> Tells you that I'm getting a little bit older now. But God is raising him up, and I had the privilege to do a Skype interview. He wanted to be with you this morning, but we did Zoom. But I believe that his words will encourage you this morning. Could you turn your eyes to the projectors for a few moments, and let's hear from Gerald today. Gerald, why don't you tell us today how you came to be part of Watoto? Well, Pastor Jonathan, that was after I lost my dad when I was three years old. Uh, at that time, I had only my sister, who was a little over a year and a half, and uh, we were able to be taken care of by our grandmother. But unfortunately, she was also struggling, and she had all this pressure looking after so many other grandchildren, and so she couldn't take care of us. Um, so when I was six years old, my grandfather, um, who was at the time trying his best to find help for us. Um, uh, got a breakthrough when uh, he met with um, a social worker coming from Watoto uh, who was looking for kids to rescue. And I got the opportunity and I was rescued when I was seven years old. And that's when I got to Watoto. Wow, what, what was it like to be part of Watoto? Amazing, it changed my life. That was my turning point joining Watoto because look, I, I, a child that was previously struggling, uh, looking for food, um, sleeping under a, a very poor roof, not going to school. This time around, when I joined Watoto, I got the opportunity to have all these privileges given to me. So it was life-changing. And what are some of the memories that stand out? Maybe even a, a one that you that was funny to you or funny to others. <laughs> Indeed, this one's funny. So when I joined, I, I had never met in my life a white person, uh, you know. But when I joined Watoto, for the very first time in my life, I met a white person. And guess who this was? This, this was Auntie Marilyn, Gary's wife, Pastor Gary's wife. 
And I freaked out because I had never met one. And, you know, Aunt Marilyn was, you know, this, she is always this gentle lady and she's calm and she has blue eyes. Now that even freaked me more, <laughs> you know, but and, and, uh, amazingly, my, my fellow kids were just laughing at me because this was odd to them, <laughs> but it was my first time to see a white person. So it, it, it's just an amazing memory. And, you know, every time I remember that, it's, it's just amazing. Oh, uh, that, that, that's amazing. Uh, Auntie Marilyn was the first person you probably met that was white, but wasn't the last person that you met um, from another culture. So you, I think, were on the choir when you were younger. What was that like? I mean, we love the choir. Um, you know, we're doing something special for the Queen this year in the Commonwealth Games. But, but tell us what it's like actually to be in the choir and what that was like for you. It's a, it's a, great, it's a great and an amazing experience. And it was the same for me. Right from the time we started training, um, for that choir in 1998. The experience that I had on choir was way out of this world, I tell you, Pastor Jonathan, uh, because um, look, a child that came from deep down in a village somewhere, just the next year, the following year, traveling on a plane, uh, passing through the United Kingdom and you know, heading to the US and Canada, it was amazing. Um, I mean, singing to those people and ministering to their hearts and seeing people cry with tears of joy and people giving their lives to Christ. Mm -hmm. That was just an amazing experience for me on choir. Amazing. So I went through all the three uh, school levels um, of, of, of Watoto, kindergarten, uh, primary school and high school. And, 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 and I was always working so hard in school as actually uh, most of the time, I was always top of my class and, and I was so proud of that and my teachers were so proud of me. And so in the year 2010, I graduated out of high school and went to university uh, where I was able to do um, ICT, something I loved so much because it's connected to the technology that I've always looked at and I've always wanted to do. Tell <laughs> us about your wife today. So she's, um, she's an amazing person. She works with the government of Uganda and she's an immigration officer. Together we have two lovely children. We've got a son who is three years and our daughter is one year and we're a happy family. I love wow. her so much. So what would you say to those today that are, are thinking of, you know what, um, yeah, this, this, this Watoto, it's, it's a church that celebrates Christ, it cares for community. What would your encouragement be to those um, that feel a sense of, I want to connect with this vision? Is it worthwhile? Is it, uh, what, what encouragement would you bring to folks? I am a living testimony, first of all. I am somebody who was rescued, um, rebuilt by Watoto, and uh, I was sponsored. And first of all, I'd like to tell you that my life changed because of somebody who connected with Watoto to sponsor and, and, and have me get an education, a decent roof under which I would sleep, 
nice food, uh, healthcare, and all that. And all this was life-changing. Mm -hmm. So for you to come out and connect with Watoto, you know that there's so many other lives that are going to be changed just because of your help and support and your partnership. Mm -hmm. The kingdom life is about reaching out. It's about rescue at times, but this kingdom life we're in, it's an imagination that grips us of not just rescuing, but raising. Raising leaders, and you heard Gerald, his passion to rebuild a nation. Gerald is the real deal. He, he's got a deeper voice than me, you know, and when he comes in, you, you feel like you're with Morgan Freeman. The guy has what I call a voice, and he's using his voice. He's using his life to glorify God. You, you can see now that, that he is married and has two wonderful children, but let me tell you about a generation that's being raised up. Gerald today is in America doing postgraduate studies in renewable technology. He's equipped, helped equip all of our Watoto mothers' homes, about a thousand of them, with solar technology. And, and a baton's being passed because God is raising up a generation in Africa that is smart. You can see that man is well-spoken. He's a leader, and he's... He's learning on a postgraduate level all these technologies, and, and he's a peer. I have the privilege to actually work with Gerald, and he, he serves our projects team so that if, if you want to know where your pounds are going, Gerald makes sure that they're being stewarded well. And he also helps us with, with advanced technologies. You probably would have seen if, that a picture of Gerald and I, and when I planted a church in Ottawa, I never thought about going to to Africa, it was the furthest thing from my mind. I had three young children and I thought, do I, do I have nappies or do I go visit Watoto? Nappies won. <laughs> you know, I didn't have the funds, but as a church community, we, we built a home. It was only 15 years later I realized that the church home that we built was the home that Gerald grew up in. And, and God does this beautiful redemptive work in his kingdom where he just joins lives together. And there's, there's this baton that's now being passed that, that Gerald's rising up as a leader in his generation. He's raised up and, and, and his family will be different forever because of what God is able to do. Because God's people have imagination that says no to injustice that says no when people are being marginalized and to bring them in. We see this all throughout the word of God. We see it in, in Antioch, in the book of Acts, where, where Paul takes a young man, or no, sorry, Barnabas takes a young man, at that time known as Saul. And they leave Antioch, a multicultural community, much like London Riverside today. They prayed, they felt the spirit move, and they engaged in mission, and, and, and Barnabas took Saul out with him into mission. But I always find it interesting what the scriptures say. It says that Barnabas and Saul went out, but who came back? Barnabas and Paul. There was a shift. There was a raising up. There was a leadership exchange that began to take place that was incredibly impactful to the, 
to the kingdom's expansion and what God desired to do in the nations. I don't know if in that moment that Barnabas imagined who Paul would become in God, but I am thankful that God works beyond our greatest imaginations, prayers, or desires, and that God is raising up a generation in Africa, and I believe around the nations today that are going to do mighty exploits for their God. We rescue the vulnerable, but we raise leaders to see na a nation rebuilt. Today they are saying in Uganda that 35% of children over the age of 12 will never go back to school. As a church in Watoto, we say no to that statistic. God has more for those young people to crops that have been ravished by locusts that have affected the crop where food has gone up fourfold to feed a child with posho. It used to be 20p a day. Now it's one pound a day. We believe that God has raised up his church to care for those that are most vulnerable. To our work in South Sudan where young women are told that they can't go to school at certain times of the month, we say no to that so that every young woman can have education and be raised up as a leader. We say these things because God is a God that cares for everybody. And at Watoto Church, and I believe at London Riverside, we believe that Jesus makes all the difference and that he gives boldness to care, that he gives love to share. And it's within that heart that we believe that God has called us into mission together. No, we're so thankful for the amazing impact that London Riverside Church has had over the years for Watoto. You know, I don't know if you realized this, but I, I went through records. Watoto actually started in this building, their UK office. In fact, we still get mail delivered to us that has Parslow's Avenue on it. And I'd be like, what is that? Well, now I know. This church has played an, an amazing partnership and coming alongside another spirit-filled assembly in Watoto and has cheered Watoto on. Today and everyone from Watoto, I want to say to you, thank you. Thank you for those of you that have sponsored. I want you to be encouraged that there are many Geralds being raised up. There are. I'll close with this before we've got a surprise for you today. There are many Geralds being raised up, and you never know what God's going to do. God is a God where he says, I know the plans I have for you, plans for a hope and a future. Looking at the clock, I've got three minutes. So I was in church in Oxford in Church of England, which is very foreign to me as a Pentecostal pastor, but it is the most Holy Ghost church there is <laughs> that we know of. We were greeting people, and Tara had to be on a call with Uganda, and so I was sitting by myself on a chair, and throughout the service, one young lady came up, and right away I knew that she wasn't, well, she wasn't Caucasian at all, but I could tell from her manners and her accent that she was from East Africa. So she sat down beside me. I said, hi, my name's Jonathan. She said, my name is Esther, and I took a risk. I said, oh, Esther, are you from East Africa? She said, I'm from South Sudan. I'm from Juba. I said, well, my, I'm, you know, from Juba. 
And I said to her, have you ever heard of Watoto Church? She says, I go to Watoto Church. She's on a full scholarship at Oxford University MBA program. The government's brought her up. I had to text Pastor Victor in Juba and said, why didn't you tell me <laughs> that one of your best and brightest is, but God is raising a generation and she's believing that God would use her and that she will be a woman of influence for the future of South Sudan. She's not pulling any punches. She's got boldness and courage to go and do what God has called her to do. She's growing and she's going. And she has a prophetic imagination to say, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Today, our choir can't leave Uganda. It could actually be several years. But, London Riverside, you've been family to us. So we're going to be showing a video at Watoto Church next week from our choir. But you get to even see it before Watoto Church does. Ladies and gentlemen, we want to show you a brand new song from our Watoto's Children's Choir. I hope it will bless you and encourage you this morning.
up a generation. He's raising up a generation all around the world. Watoto is, is one with London Riverside in our mission today, to go and make disciples of all nations. These children are raising, being raised up at Watoto, and we want to thank you for your love and your care and your prayer for them today. But I know that they would be praying for you. And their desire as they did this was that you would be encouraged in the mission that God has for Dagnum and this city and this nation. Because there are many that need Jesus. There are many in the margins of these streets. They're coming. They're coming from the nations. And God's looking for those that will go in his name today. Could you stand with me? I'd love just able to pray for you today father we thank you for this day we thank you for this house established as a city on a hill for Lord this year 100 years faithful but Lord we believe that the best days are yet ahead we thank you for good and godly leadership today. And we thank you for every person ministry in this house that would have a heart for their community, a heart for the city in which you've placed them today. Father, we sang earlier about the rocks crying out, Lord, we don't want to be the frozen chosen. We want to be a people alive in the fire of God, taking your word and living for your glory, witnessing of who you are. If you're ready just to go this week into your neighborhood, just, just with eyes closed, just lift your hands this morning. I want to pray for you today. Father, I thank you 
for every person under the sound of my voice today. I pray that as the song, as the children sang, that they would have eyes to see. That you would give prophetic imagination. Whether it's to the cashier at Tesco, the bus driver, Lord, at the school gate. We believe for divine appointments today and conversations. Lord, we believe for relationships to be nurtured. Those that have been sown into. Lord, we ask for you today to pour and cause it to increase. Lord, there are some that sow and that there are some that reap a harvest. But Lord, we thank you for increase that is coming from your hand today. Lord, we pray for grandparents today that they would pour into their grandchildren. We thank you for aunts and uncles and step families. Lord, you use so many creative ways. Lord, we're asking for this city today that, Lord, people in this region of Dagnum would know that Riverside is a place of healing, that Riverside is a place of transformation. Lord, we pray for the food bank today. Lord, we pray that you would abundantly provide for every family and individual in need. Father, we join in your mission today and we give you praise for you are the God that dares us to ask and even imagine, Lord, greater days ahead. Lord, we see souls coming to know you and disciples being raised up that Lord in this house leaders would be raised up that would touch this city and go to the nation Father we thank you for this pastor's heart today and Lord we thank you that as a local church we worship under an open heaven in Uganda and we worship under an open heaven in London, England and Lord as your people all around the world today on this Palm Sunday, we cry this, Lord, when your disciples asked you how to pray, you said, and let's pray together, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be your name, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever and ever. And all God's people said, Amen, amen, amen. That's all from us here on our LRC podcast. If there's anything else you would like some more clarification on or you would like to take the next steps in your journey, then why not head over to our next steps page at londonriversidechurch.com forward slash next steps. That's all from us here today and we hope you have an amazing week.